Welcome everybody to the Power Shift Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Hillary Powers. I'm here with my dad. Hi, I'm Jay Powers, and I am also one of the hosts. Woo! What's going on for you this week? How's your heart? Good. You know, we've learned a lot about podcasts this week, too. Man, it's been hard work. I mean, it's a you could it could almost be a full-time job, mm-hmm. I think. How, how about you? How has it been for you? It's been a week. I mean, a lot happened. I've been more tired than usual, I think, just with the... I think the emotional output of, of this, of this project we're taking on and, and, um, stresses with, with finances. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning to give that to God and, and trust. And so that's a lot easier to say than do. Mm -hmm. Um, But besides that, it's been a great week. The rain was nice. Yeah. It rained even this morning. Yeah. We got some good response to what we're doing, Some a lot of encouragement from our, obviously, our friends and family and some people we didn't even know. So, you know, it always helps, and we appreciate everyone who's engaged and encouraged us and given us tips and ideas. I personally want to thank Yaz. They are a great help and have a lot of experience, and I just appreciate Yaz's excitement about what we're doing yeah me too so for episode two today we want to talk about nurturing meaningful relationships and the power of effective communications which is a lot of ground to cover but also some really exciting stuff that we're going to dive into today Um, so to start us off dad you said effective communications i'm just trying to focus on just effective communication (laughs) More than one would be overwhelming. <laughs> Sometimes I add extra S's and weird words to phrases. I think I get that from mom. Yes. <laughs> I understands <laughs> it's. Um, well, here, let me start off, Dad. I have okay. a question for you. So I'm Im- imagining little Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that one that looks just like me now, except with my head's the same size and I'm two feet tall. Right. That one, and I have a beard. Yeah, and you have those glasses too. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that that little Jay, and um, I want you to just share a meaningful relationship that you can think about from wow. your past or someone that you someone even it doesn't have to be in your past. Maybe it's someone now. Well, hopefully, if you make good friends, they're not in your past. Right. <laughs> Hopefully they're still around. Yes. Uh, he was my good friend for a month. That's a good question. And as I was thinking about you, you had asked me that earlier. And a friendship that I have found very meaningful is is a relatively new friendship. Mark and I met when we were doing leadership training at a uni- at a local university. And we could not be more different. If things had not aligned right, we probably never would hang out just because we wouldn't be in the same circles. Well, how? Like, how are you all so different? Mark is an extreme, I mean, extreme introvert. Mm-hmm. He's an, and he's an internal processor. I am an external thinker. I also think mosaically. I've got stuff going all around like and, that. And he would be more Mark of was a linear. linear. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that brings us together is our whole love of communication and love of leadership 
and he and I both have a growth mindset, but not a lot in common. So when we hit it off, and the way we found out that we hit it off was we were doing this soft skill training. He was really good at creating curriculum, and I am really pretty skilled at facilitating groups. But from that, we just became friends. We give each other hard feedback. We even give each other, you know, counsel and advice on our relationships from everyone, from our kids to our spouses. We confront each other. And that happened fast. Sometimes that never happens in a relationship. And sometimes it takes years, you know. So I really am grateful for this, the relationship that I have with Mark. It's yeah. uh, one thing that stood out to me when you said that is you said it's a relatively new friendship and it just shows like your perspective on life. I mean, you're twice my age and in five years, you know, I was just, I was just at the high school today and talking to mm. a student five years is their entire third of their life. Mm-hmm. And it's their whole high school career plus yeah. a year, you know? Yeah, so, true. so it, I, looking back on my life and I think of, you know, because we moved around so much, having a friend longer than five years or even five years, I feel like was a big deal. But now yeah. in my thirties, I feel like that's, I have, it's crazy to say that I have friends. Well, what about you? What about your, some of your friendships? So when I think about my past, I obviously had a lot of good childhood friends and and through um, middle school and high school too and and i would say in college is when i met like my tribe of people mm -hmm. friends who i mean we're still in touch today and mm -hmm. we we all we we all make efforts to see each other and and in my in recent years i've even i feel like made it more of a priority to foster those and those relationships, not only with those friends and, and other friends, but with my family as well. I have a memory from when I was a kid that I just want to share because when you're a kid and you're just living your life, you're thinking, I mean, you think as a child, but you're really experiential. And I remember when, you know, I think rela relationships, meaningful relationships start in the home. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really great experience for people it could be a really negative experience, unfortunately, for a lot of people. And I think I was very fortunate to have, for the most part, a really positive experience of, of meaningful relationships with, with my parents. And I remember whenever I was like five, I actually just shared this, this recently. Long story short, got human poop in my hair. I was running down a hill. We were at the cabin in mm -hmm. Mississippi. And I was running down a hill and didn't know it. And I stepped in human poop that had like toilet paper on there nice. and everything. Nice. Yeah. Well, we go sit down for dinner and everyone's smelling around like, what is that smell? What does that smell? Everyone's checking. The parents are like, check your feet, check your feet. And and then Jenny, uh, my aunt, reaches over to put something on my plate and she sees the clump of tissue and human poop in my hair and like, freaks out and then everyone freaks out and then I started getting made made fun of. It was one of my earliest memories of what it, embarrassment feels like. Mm. And it was one of my earliest memories of like seeing you as like my hero. Uh -uh. Um because like 
I just remember being mortified and everyone was laughing. And when, when, when anyone's laughing at you, it's just like, as, especially as a kid, I feel like it's, I was so sensitive too. Mm-hmm. So I was super upset, upset, but you like swooped me up and you put me on your shoulders and you hiked me down to the waterfall and you washed it out, um, the, the poop out of my hair. Mm-hmm. When we're at our lowest, who's around you? I want to build a life where I have people around me when I'm at my lowest. Poop is a metaphor for life. <laughs> That's true. A meaningful relationship that I think about right now is um, one of my best friends, Darby, and we've known each other for almost almost 20 years now. I have been able to bring my authentic self and make a ton of mistakes and know, and know that she is is there for me regardless mm-hmm. and that I feel like we just share this common what you said like a growth mindset of like we're here to grow together we're mm-hmm. here to learn together and make mistakes together and so we've, we have just seen each other in so many phases of our lives mm-hmm. too and to relinquish the the idea of someone who they are in that moment of when you know them and then to let that version of them them go mm-hmm. and to then meet them in, in their new in a new moment I, I feel like just says a lot about a relationship let's let's dive into this a little bit more I want to I want us to start talking about um, and highlighting the imp- importance of effective communication in in building these strong relationships so like a question I thought about on my drive home today is how do we prioritize building these meaningful relationships. The simple answer for me about prioritizing relationships and effective communication is by prioritizing it. Don't make it something that happens by accident or or when stuff hits the fan. Make relationships your priority. What is effective communication? For me, effective communication is, did what I say connect with the other person and did they understand what I was saying and vice versa. Just because one thinks that they have communicated doesn't mean that they actually have because you can say it as clearly and as succinctly as you want to. If the other person doesn't get it, then you didn't effectively communicate. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's them, maybe it's you, but either way, there's two people involved in that. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. We treat each other with respect. My opinion isn't more valuable or worth more than yours. Are you listening actively? Active listening has to do with how you listen. It's not always about talking either. It can be verbal cues, but it can also be nonverbal. Well, what I'm hearing too, as I actively listen, Ooh. is presence. Everyone that we meet is an opportunity to to learn something from um, it's an opportunity to to show love to not just be focused on one's self mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another part of that whole building and cultivating effective communication and relationships is building trust those communications can and those relationships can go a whole lot of levels when there's mutual trust as a dad with four kids, how did you build trust with us? Well, maybe I should ask you that. When did you start trusting me? 
yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And that was shaky. I think there was like an inherent trust because y'all kept me alive (laughs) as parents. And, you know, and when I'm thinking of like maybe when I was younger, like in high school, I think it wasn't probably though until I was an adult living on my own out of the house where I started to, things started to come to focus for me that maybe I wasn't quite aware of or mm-hmm. it was hazy or, or, or blurry for me. Just reality when you kind of get smacked by reality. and yeah, rude awakening. Right. And I think, so that, but then also how y'all modeled how you you were living your lives. I think I, it was, I, I, I listened to what y'all say, even though a lot of times you don't think that mm-hmm. I was listening. All right. But I, I watched a lot of what y'all did, mm. too. You know, we, we have always had pretty deep conversations, but that was something I always said is, why do you have to tell me your faith? Why don't you show me your faith? Yeah, you that's know? true. And so I, I watched that from a young age. I mean, I remember how, how y'all treated each other, how y'all treated other people. Um, I, I never remember y'all ever treating anybody lesser than because of their job, how much money they made, the color of their skin, anything. I mean, mom always had Gatorades for the, the garbage uh, truck guys. You know, mm-hmm. y'all always had different kinds of people over. And, and so I, I, I watched y'all's lives and so Hmm. i think that helped build trust because i you were living what you were believing were you intentional with building trust with your kids like was that a thought you had like i want to build trust with them like with you and your older sister there were a couple of there have been times and with the others too but there have been times where you guys experienced significant life-changing situations for me and my faith as I thought about it is how I handle this is going to make all the difference in the world because I can be a jerk here or I can intentionally step in with grace, with empathy, and with a father's heart to stay connected Mm-hmm. And you're in my situation. It would have been so easy to, to get to become alienated. I mean, and we struggled with it to some degree anyway. But, yeah. But if we had not been intentional about staying connected, I don't think we would. A lot of people I know, it's like their family lives across the country. So if yeah. if that's the case, and you don't see your your family day in and day out it you have to put effort into building that and i remember being in in my college years really starting to see how our relationship was waning Mm -hmm. and i had to have an awareness to be like am i okay with this or not do i do i run from this or do i face face you or mom in our in our disagreements in our well it's a challenge for everybody do you have any tips, um, maybe for other parents, of of how you were able to improve yeah. communication with me, like your, yes. your kid? One of my literary and spiritual heroes is a guy named Dallas Willard, who's passed away now. But um, Dallas 
talked about practicing certain things. And one of the things he talked about is practice not having to make a point. So I took that and, and, and practice not having a response. Not very good at that one. Practice not having to be right, even when you are right. Mm -hmm. So I would say spend time, get comfortable not saying things. Don't give advice. Man, this is hard. Don't give advice that you didn't that, that your kids didn't ask you for at this age as adults. Mm -hmm. um, there's sometimes you know in, in when you're younger that you have to say what needs to happen and what will happen so your kids don't get killed in traffic. But when they get old enough and they're on their own and they're making decisions, just be intentional about not giving advice they didn't ask for. That's hard because we think we're right, and we have experience that our children don't have. There's a place for it. I noticed that you and your siblings are starting to ask for more advice. My friend Mark says this when he's talking to somebody younger than him. In this conversation, I'm the only one that's been both of these ages. You're 36, 37. I'm 68. That's the biggest difference. I've made more mistakes. I have more experience in you. Maybe that can be helpful. Yeah, and it doesn't, have, it doesn't mean that you're better than or less than. Not it's, at all. It's just a perspective. I really love the, the visual of being in a building. And if I'm on the 36th floor and you're on the 68th floor, you're going to see further out than me. In different you know? angle. And right. And then, and then my niece, who's 16, she's going to be even, she's not going to have much of that perspective. So we can have wisdom all day. And there's a lot of wise kids out there mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. But there's something that you can't compare to life experience. And and I think that was hard for me. I think like something that I learned with having to fight through our differences and our struggles, it made me examine myself. I, I was so quick to point the finger and say, y'all aren't doing this, y'all aren't doing this. And there was a moment, I, I couldn't say when, and, and I'm sure it was a series of of times where I realized that I was asking something from y'all, but I wasn't actually doing that myself. And that was a, a harsh, it's kind of like a slap in the face, like, yeah. whoa, I'm asking my parents to be all inclusive, all loving, all whatever. Inclu Did I say inclusive? Yes. New <laughs> word, inclusive. <laughs> Inclusiving. Inclusive. But I wasn't doing the same with y'all. I was I was judging y'all in a lot of ways. And that was really hard for me to face that and own that. And Well, and I knew it learned. at the time, too. Mm -hmm. And maybe I said something, but I got to where I was going, you know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just having flashbacks of oh, our, yeah. our brawls. Yeah, our verbal brawls. Verbal. Um, yeah. I knew it, too, but there came a, there has come a point where I'm going... I'm just saying this to make myself feel better or to make a point. And what I've learned is that every time we engage, and I've noticed this about my own kids, all of you, every time we engage, I learn something. You just touched on this idea of mutual learning within relationships and, and how that 
can can deepen our our connections with people. We'll grow or die, right? The other one is with you and me is having a growth mindset. That's a choice, and that people it really irritates them. You can choose to have a fixed mindset, and it's easier just to stay how you are. Mm-hmm. But where's the joy in that? Mm-hmm. Of always having to be right, of always having to make a point, of always having to be the loudest person in the room. As I learn to be quiet, er, then you learn a lot from the people around you. Mm-hmm. Three questions to ask yourself before you open your mouth. Is it kind? Is it necessary? And does it improve upon the silence? Nice. Ooh, I got to remember that. And the third one, that does it improve upon the silence, is one of the ones where it's like, usually it does not. Yeah. <laughs> when I, yeah, you know, it's good. We both like to talk. I so who said that. It's, I read it years ago. We'll look that up and let y'all know next time. The other one I use in coaching is wait, W A I T. Why am I talking? I have to catch myself. So I mean, catch so that's maybe that's a thing here of mutual learning is catch yourself. Becoming a better listener and a better communicator and a better relationship builder is a challenge. But recognizing where you need to grow is positive, even though it doesn't always feel like it. Discomfort is not negative. Mm-hmm. Growing is painful. What if that discomfort is is information that is there to teach you? What if right. it's nudging at you to say, wait a second, where can I broaden my perspective here? Where, how can I grow here? And that takes accountability and personal responsibility. Another one I like that I've, is new to, relatively new to me is you've heard that saying, you know, about fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I think it's practice it till you become it. Yeah, I love that. It takes actual practice to start practicing that. Mm -hmm. And so once you have awareness about about relationships and trust and all that, then you then you have to start wanting to change and then actually at some point actually changing. How do we build bridges with people? Be curious. When, you know, as you're practicing this, practice being curious. When you meet somebody, instead of you telling them all about yourself, be curious and ask them at least three questions and then keep your mouth shut. A good trick to do is if you're if you're really wanting to pay attention. <laughs> what? Stab yourself with a nice pick in the leg. Sorry. And then and then what? And then, and then you will then you will scream in agony, <laughs> but you won't interrupt them. Yeah. <laughs> One trick I picked up along the way is if I'm trying to be intentional with active listening, but when someone else is talking, you put your tongue on the back of your the roof of your mouth and the back of your teeth. Like that. Mm-hmm. And you focus on that and you obviously try to focus on what they're saying too. But <laughs> You, it does actually help you keep your mouth shut. You lick the seat in front of you. <laughs> Sorry. I have a question. What? Those are physiological things you can do. Don't try to go all day with not talking when you're starting out. Practice it for five minutes. Practice it for two minutes. It's hard. I've been working on it for about three years, and I'm up to about 12 minutes. And even then, 
it's difficult. So when you're engaging with somebody, it's the same thing as practice. Other ways in terms of building bridges? Well, just the whole idea of being a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? It looks different to everybody. For me, it would be talking less, listening more, asking questions, being curious about them, having empathy. One way we build bridges is beyond conversation. Hmm. We spend time, you know, quality time with the people we love. You've said this before, you could take that into the cosmos. How are you ever going to get to know God or your friends or your family unless you spend time and you make time. Right. And and in this world where we always say we don't have time, that can be a challenge. Yeah. Things like silence and solitude. A lot of people don't even have that on their radar. We have a big shortage of that in our culture and in society. We are hammered. So getting quiet getting alone in nature or in your home or somewhere safe and uh, being quiet. We're talking about relationships with other people. What about your relationship with yourself? If we want people to be listeners, then we need to listen. If we want to have relationships, then we need to be relatable. And if you want to be a friend, you got to be friendly. You have to have a healthy identity to be able to do some of this stuff. It doesn't happen overnight. You and I have been working on our relationship your whole life, but with intentionality probably for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And another important factor is meeting myself where I'm at and and just not taking myself so seriously. It could be an arduous journey to be on when you're wanting to improve and you're you know, Mm -hmm. trying to grow and and all of that stuff. And, And so how do we bring lightness and humor and silliness to life, you know? It's lighten up. We take ourselves way too seriously. And there's a lot of serious stuff going on in the world all over. That doesn't mean we shouldn't stop and and enjoy life. I think what we're trying to do here with with this project is, is to be the bridge and to find ways that we can embrace our humanity mm-hmm. and beyond that, embrace what's bigger than that. Yeah. We talked about meaningful relationships from a sense of our own personal experiences is what that means to us. We talked about a mutual learning and how to build bridges for, for relationships and effective communication. And what else? Practicing. Yeah. Doesn't do any good for us to sit here and talk to each other if we're not going to apply what we're learning in our lives. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to let go of? And the flip side is, what do I need to embrace to get where I want to be and get where I want to go with regard to my relationships and being a better communicator? Mm-hmm. Pick one thing that we talked about and just this week, see how you can apply it. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about this as start small. Be empathetic. Be a good listener, and you have to actively step into that and and embrace it and do it and be it. Right. I think we can end this with just saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dad, for being here. Thank you, darling. I'm excited for these these talks. And and thank you to whomever is listening. If you have insight or questions or want to share 
tips that you have used to help you become a better communicator or a more relatable friend, please reach out to us. We are so excited to really just connect, not just with each other, but with y'all. We are on YouTube. You can watch our full episodes. Just type in Power Shift. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram as well. New episodes will drop every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And tune in next week where we dive into personal growth. We, We love you. We are grateful for you. And we hope you have a beautiful and safe day.